Hey everyone, on this week's episode of That's the Tea, I'm talking about the 93rd Oscar Awards this weekend, what's been going on with Zac Efron, Tristan third trimester Thompson back at it cheating again, and Caitlyn Jenner running for governor of California. Plus, Ronnie Magro's arrest, the latest all-star Housewives show, Elon Musk to host SNL, Britney Spears' ongoing legal drama, and some Bachelor news. Last, recaps of some books I read like Nothing to See Here, a movie recap of Promising Young Woman, and TV shows such as 911, Cruel Summer, The Masked Singer, The Circle, and For Real, the story of reality TV. Keep on listening for all the tea. Hey guys, welcome back to That's the Tea. So happy to be here for yet another week. Episode 24, here we go. I hope you all had a gorgeous week and weekend. Mine was personally pretty boring. I really didn't do anything. I went to my cousin's house on Friday night or Saturday night and that was literally the only thing that I have done in the past week. So that's my life in case anyone was curious. Um... Yeah, that's literally it. I have literally nothing else to say. Um, Yeah, honestly, I have a bunch of stories this week. I feel like there were so many things that happened and they're all like the most random stories, the most random people. And I feel like they're all kind of surface level. Like I don't have that much to say on every story. So although there's a lot of them, I don't know if I'm going to breeze through them and it'll be five seconds or if it's going to be a long time because there's so many things that have been going on recently. But either way, let's just dive into everything that's been going on recently. Oh, also, the only thing that I do have to say before we get started is that my allergies are absolutely terrible right now. So if I'm like breathing heavy, talking funny, like sniffling, please just ignore it. I promise they will be gone soon and they are way worse for me than they are for you to listen to. So my apologies. All right. Anyway, the first major story that I have to talk about are the 93rd Oscars were this weekend on Sunday and I don't know, I haven't really talked about the Oscars that much before, but I guess now is my my time to do it. So in my opinion, the Oscars are always, always a boring award show and I don't know if I'm going to get like heat for saying that, but that is my opinion and sorry about it I think that when we have other award shows like the Golden Globes or the Grammys or I don't know like the Grammys we have these crazy amazing performances and they always do like different duos of cool people which is awesome and they're fun and entertaining to watch the Golden Globes are more um light-hearted like they're pretty boring but don't get me wrong I think that they can be a little more fun they have totally different categories like movies and music and shows and you know a little bit of everything but the Oscars for me are always boring because they're very very serious 90% of the time and I don't know like they only focus on certain types of movies and most of the time I've never seen or heard of any of these movies until Oscar season rolls around and then I want to watch them because all the buzzes around them so I don't know that's just my opinion I honestly watched the first like 10 minutes and that was it I did watch some of the red carpet but I don't know the Oscars just don't intrigue me and apparently I guess I'll say this now before we really get into it but apparently they didn't intrigue anyone else this year because 
the viewership for the Oscars drops to a record low with less than 10 million people tuning in. And it was down like more than 50% from last year, which was already a record low of like 20 something million people watching which is just so crazy like literally no one watched it this year which is just wild i thought that they did do a good job of like having covid precautions in place but also still you know putting on this show it was very intimate i thought that the outdoor red carpet vibe was like so cool cocktail party vibes i don't know i thought that it was amazing but anyway regina king hosted i thought that she did a pretty good job from what i saw again didn't really watch it but the entrance where she walked in and I didn't even realize that that was live. That was so, so cool. It honestly looked like a movie with the most sickening cast of people because they had all these names coming up of people that were nominated that night. And it was just like all the big names. And I loved that she was just, I don't know, I loved watching her walk in. She did trip a little when she got on the stage, but she completely owned it, which is, you know, the most important part of any fall, I feel like. But she also did kind of keep stumbling on her words in the intro, which was kind of weird. Maybe she was nervous, but she just kept going, I guess. Um, and also, the only other thing that I wanted to say is that Emerald Fennell is a badass, freaking cool woman. Regina King, because this again, the only thing that I saw. Regina King was saying that um, Emerald took time off of being Camilla in The Crown, wrote this whole um movie for promising young woman you know she wrote and directed it i believe and now she was at the oscars like seven or eight months pregnant and just like such a cool woman so i loved that but anyway these are some of the big winners for the oscars this year and honestly i don't have much to say because i only watched one of these movies so far and i will talk about it at the end but anyway best picture the big winner this year was nomadland Actor in a leading role was Anthony Hopkins for The Father, who was asleep in the countryside when he won, which is hilarious and amazing and iconic. Um, actress in a leading role was Frances McDormand for Nomadland, who howled at the moon during her acceptance speech. Actor in a supporting role went to Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, who also had a funny acceptance speech. Um, actress in a supporting role, Ya Jung-un for Minari. Original screenplay went to Promising Young Woman, which was the Emerald Fennel story that I was talking about before. Um, adapted screenplay, The Father. Animated feature film and also original score went to Soul, which I'm dying to see. People said it was such a good movie. I know it's on Disney Plus and like Jamie Foxx was involved in it or something. I don't, I don't even know. And then Best Director went to Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. So those were the big winners this year. Now you know what I'm going to do. Start watching all these movies. Um, anyway, that's it for the Oscars. Next story is honestly took my Instagram by storm this weekend. I have never, ever, ever had a post blow up as much as this one did, which is just crazy. And as a marketing person, I just like love to see all the analytics and stuff. So I always talk about my instagram that blows up but this post of zach efron literally like was crazy um anyway the smaller story to the bigger news here is that zach efron is freshly single from his few month long relationship with vanessa valadares valadares i'm gonna go with valadares who he met in australia when she was working as a waitress which honestly just proves to me that 
you can be absolutely anyone to date Zac Efron, you know? He has his eyes on everyone, which is good. You know, ladies, we got to be on the lookout for him. He might be looking at us. But the bigger story here is that he looks completely different. Last week, he did an Earth Day video with Bill Nye, and he was just not looking himself. He looked like he had work done, like fillers or something, or like jaw. I don't even know what, I don't even know how to explain it besides the shape of his face was just completely different. He looked so different. I hope that it's fake or it's temporary for a movie or something he's doing. I don't know. Like, it makes me really sad if this is real plastic surgery that he had done because he was self-conscious or something because Zac Efron is literally one of the most gorgeous men in Hollywood and he didn't need to change anything about his face. I feel like it's not our place to say, you know, don't do that. Like, why did he do that to his face? Even though that's what we are all thinking. But I don't know. I'm I really hope that this is not his new face because I did see a legitimate doctor on TikTok say that since his jaw was so swollen looking that it looks like he could have had dental work or surgery like wisdom teeth because I do know that when I got my wisdom teeth out, my jaw honestly did kind of look like that. So maybe that was the case. Who knows? But I might have to call Dr. Terry Dubrow if if this is real. I'm sorry, Zach. It's just, we miss the old Zach. That's all. Uh, all right. The next story we literally all saw coming, and I expected absolutely nothing less from this person. Apparently, Tristan Thompson is back at it, cheating on Khloe Kardashian again. He's nothing if not consistent, people. That's why we call him Tristan Third Trimester Thompson for a reason. He's cheated on not one, but two women that he's gotten pregnant during their third trimesters. He is a cheat-aholic, just a big fat douche scumbag i don't even know whatever fuck tristan thompson but anyway let's let's just talk about it so this model sydney chase was on adam 22's no jumper podcast a week ago i believe and one of her friends was also like in the interview and she asked her about tristan thompson and sydney said that they met in november 2020 and they hooked up in january or february 2021 so like very recently and tristan told her that he wasn't in a relationship and she believed him until she found out that he was and then she ended things and she said that the last time they spoke was the day after true's birthday party which was like literally two weeks ago when he got back to Boston and then she did say that he messaged her after this interview came out and like kind of blew up. She also was talking about his uncircumcised peekaboo dick, her words, not mine, which was something that I just did not need to know. This was just, you know, an image put in my head that I did not need there of Tristan Thompson and now I can't, I can't unknow that, which I hate for me. Um, and she did say that she apologized for talking about these personal things about Tristan on the podcast, whatever, honestly, that's not that I I can't be mad at her for that because we're mad at him. Okay. We're mad at him here. I just can't with him. Like I expected nothing less. He's a serial cheater. He is probably a awful father. Like I just can't imagine how he could be a good father to 
his kids and is also making time for Chloe and he's on the Kardashians and he's also a professional basketball player in Boston like not near his kids at all I don't know I just can't with him I think that him and Chloe have the biggest question mark of a relationship like they're family but they say they're not together sexually but then she's been wearing this huge engagement ring and he comments on it and I don't know I just can't and honestly I have absolutely no time energy patience to speak about this anymore I cannot deal with him I think that he is the scum of the earth and that's all that we need to talk about Tristan Thompson for but I guess while we're on the subject of the Kardashians this week Caitlyn Jenner announced that she will be running for governor of California she filed the initial paperwork to run she said that California has been her home for nearly 50 years and it's worth fighting for so I saw this about an hour before the news actually came out and she announced it and I was like I kind of just expected it to be a joke and then when it was for real I was like wow okay like this is really happening this is something that's gonna happen now Arnold Schwarzenegger was on Jimmy Kimmel the other day talking about it and he didn't really say much besides like basically anyone has a chance and he's friends with her he's also friends with the governor so he was kind of staying neutral but Honestly, I don't have much to say. I don't live in California. I think this is crazy, but also not that crazy. I know that she has been very outspoken about her political beliefs in the past. And I mean, we saw Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor for a while. Who knows? Maybe Caitlyn Jenner is next. I don't know. Also, let's uh, let's keep with the reality stars theme here. We've got Jersey Shore star Ronnie Ortiz Magra was arrested last Thursday in LA on suspicion of intimate partner violence with injury. He was released the next day on a $100,000 bail. He is just such a scumbag, like the worst. I'm sorry, I keep just throwing that word around, but Tristan Thompson deserves it. I think that Ronnie deserves it as well. Like, just the worst. If, if you're even being questioned for intimate partner violence domestic violence whatever like something is fishy there that's all I don't know that's just my opinion he has been in the past I believe just bleh. and on Monday he posted on his Instagram stories saying I take all experiences as lessons you learn who really cares about you when you're down and out and then you see who doesn't but I guess they call it the weeding process thank you to my real friends who haven't left my side and haven't betrayed me and then his girlfriend Sapphire Matos said Ronnie and I are fine there is a lot of misleading information floating around out there with anybody who reached out with concern i appreciate it with all my heart but everything that's being portrayed out there are not facts i don't think it's fair that people are using false accusations to gain attention please leave ron and i alone you don't know what someone is going through at the end of the day don't believe everything you hear or read online i'd appreciate privacy please thanks for all your support while i'm not believing everything i read and see online i do think that ronnie is not a good guy and has We've seen him be a terrible partner in relationships before, so I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't do this, but I thought that him and his ex-girlfriend, who he has a child with, I thought that they were kind of like violent towards each other, so I don't know. This just wouldn't surprise me, but there you have it. Ronnie Magro's arrest. 
while we're speaking of trash reality stars, I'm just going to keep going here. Let's talk about Stephanie Pratt being a trash person. She posted a picture of her sister-in-law, Heidi Montag, on a beach wearing a bikini and wrote, yay, Heidi's pregnant. I hope she has a little girl this time and then wrote cute bump with a red heart. She also then posted a picture of Spencer, her brother, shirtless and said, I wonder what my brother's having. Like, what this is not even a remotely funny joke like she is an absolute bottom feeder of a human I just cannot Spencer and Heidi both came out and said that Stephanie was just body shaming them Heidi is not pregnant Heidi was you know drinking wine and that that's all they had to say and honestly I don't have anything else to say except fuck Stephanie Pratt like who the fuck do you think you are oh my god I feel like I'm like on one tonight um but like seriously like why did you go out of your way to say this on your social media body shame them you don't even have a relationship with your brother or sister-in-law so I'm not really sure why you felt the need to post this I think that this is such a like ugly thing to do such a mean girl thing to do I don't even know I have no words other than fuck that and don't let anybody ever fucking do that to you I just can't like live your life Spencer and Heidi were happy on a beach with their miracle child of a son and you're body shaming them why grow up get a life let's not talk about other people that way okay not funny never really was funny ever and it's definitely not funny now Oh my god, I feel like these are all about um, reality stars, but they're all like such minor stories, so I'm just gonna move on. I swear this is the last one. I had to double check. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, um, but a rep from Peacock confirmed that there is an all-star housewives vacation show in the making. They are currently on vacation, and the cast is... Cynthia Bailey, Luann DeLaSeps, Melissa Gorga, Teresa Judice, Kenya Moore, Kyle Richards, and Ramona Singer. The series is going to stream on Peacock. So we've got Real Housewives of Atlanta's Cynthia and Kenya, Real Housewives of New Jersey's Teresa and Melissa, New York's Luann and Ramona, and Beverly Hills' Kyle. And they're all coming together on vacation. The news was confirmed on Monday. And a few of the... Actually, no, I think all of them have been posting like pictures to Instagram and their stories all over the weekend so I'm just very excited for this like I dabble in housewives I don't watch like every single franchise and all the time you know whatever but I do know all these people and I think that this is a phenomenal idea I feel like people have been wanting Bravo to do this for years and years and years and this is a great idea I'm surprised that it's going to be on Peacock but I guess NBC owns E who owns Bravo or Bravo who owns I think it's E who owns Bravo but whatever so I guess it kind of makes sense I wish that it was going to be on Bravo because most people don't have Peacock but I don't know um just excited for this I think this is a great idea finally coming to the light you know and I think that they picked a bunch of great people I could have done to see a few more people but I don't know I'm not complaining all right, next up, we have Elon Musk is set to host SNL Saturday, May 8th with Miley Cyrus as the musical guest. He is the first non-actor or non-athlete to host since Donald Trump in 2015. And he tweeted, let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is with like the smiling purple devil emoji, which I thought was hilarious because this is just like a funny way to talk about it I mean obviously we all know it's live like people mess up and stuff all the time and 
I don't know. I thought that this was a really funny tweet. Elon is literally known for promoting everything on Twitter and all his funny, weird tweets sometimes. But apparently this tweet especially did not go over well with the SNL cast. Bowen Yang posted it on his story saying, what the fuck does this even mean? And then AD Bryant posted a Bernie Sanders tweet about how the 50 wealthiest people in America own more than the bottom half of our people and like that's just so insane the 50 wealthiest people in this country own more wealth than 165 million americans and i'm not really sure what this has to do with him hosting snl he's not getting paid for it he's doing it for fun he is a major pop culture person in the news all the time i don't think this is that crazy like I just don't understand what this has to do with him hosting SNL. I think that he's a funny guy. Like, he could do a good job. Um, I don't know. He's, like, a really funny, really, like, genius, brilliant guy. He's a little wacky and a little funny, but I feel like that would be the perfect person to be on SNL, right? Like, maybe we'll get some elevated Tesla jokes. He'll be in a few sketches. I don't know. I just... Apparently... The SNL cast is not happy that he's hosting and I am very confused. I just let him host. What's the big problem? What does that have to do with how wealthy he is? It's it's just, I don't know. But I'm excited for it. I feel like, listen, I'm not a big SNL person. I think that it's been like so trash recently. But him and Miley together is just a hilarious wacky duo that I am so so here for like they could be really funny together I can imagine both of them like getting high and having the world's most interesting conversation I don't know that's that's just me but I think that this is gonna be funny but that's all for that um on tuesday morning in a remote meeting with lawyers britney spears attorney made a request for her to speak to the court for herself which is so exciting and insane he said my client has requested a hearing at which she can address the court directly my client has asked that it be done on an expedited basis so this is going to be happening soon. It says, though the focus of her hearing is unknown, it will address the status of the conservatorship. And the judge, Brenda Penny, has agreed to a date of June 23rd for the hearing. So two months from now, we'll be getting some answers and the public should be able to tune in, confidential medical topics aside, through some remote audio appearance program. I have no idea what that is. But free Britney, baby. I'm excited for this. I hope that she gets out of whatever she's in. Someone better could take over if that is what she needs, like her sister or I don't remember the nice woman who used to manage her and was her friend from the documentary, but mm, I'm just excited. I hope that it goes well. Freaking hashtag free Britney, free Britney, free Britney. And that's all I have to say about that because there's really nothing else to say at the moment. Let's talk about Joshua Bassett and Olivia Rodrigo because they are some of my favorite teenagers to talk about besides the ones that I will talk about next. <laughs> um, but on Saturday, Joshua Bassett was posting some stories of new music he's been listening to, some of his friends' music, and he posted one of Olivia's song, Deja Vu, which I love. We've talked about it here before. And he said, super late on this, but I love this song so much, at Olivia Rodrigo, tagged her and everything. The world better watch out for the album, exclamations. 
crazy. I posted it on my story and I was like, bestie, I'm afraid to tell you this, bestie. <laughs> um, just crazy. Like, are they friends? Are they not friends? I don't know. I thought that he, she like hated him, but they're, they're doing the show together, obviously. While we're talking about her, she also posted a picture in a cheerleading uniform next to a locker 514 that also has the number six on the lock. And I know that she's a big Swifty, so I know how to decode these things by now. So I just have a big fat guess. And you know, I'm usually pretty good about these things. So I'm assuming that we are getting track number six from her new album, Sour, on May 14th, which is also the day when the first episode of High School Musical, the musical, the series comes back. I feel like I try to say that really fast because it's so long. And track six on her album is titled Good For You. So I guess we'll see. Maybe we're getting a music video and the song. I'm excited. I don't know what to expect, but I also am very excited for the new season. So as I was talking about some of my favorite teenagers to talk about, I do prefer to talk about the Sway House drama, but let's talk about the Hype House. The Hype House is officially coming to Netflix. I needed a moment of silence there. There hasn't been that much info besides the fact that there's going to be a Netflix show on the Hype House. I'm assuming that this is going to be a reality show and they're currently filming it. But people were like hating on them. Like what? It's not their fault that Netflix wanted to do a show for them. If Netflix approached you to do a show, you would say yes too. get that coin, get that bread. You know what I'm saying? Like don't blame them. If anything, take it up with Netflix for canceling shows like The Society, but giving the Hype House a show, okay? It's not their fault. It's the ne- it's Netflix's fault. But anyway, there have been a bunch of people in and out of the Sway House. I said Sway House, but I meant Hype House. I used to really know when it was like Avani and Maddie and Dixie and Charlie and Addison and all them. And honestly, right now, let, let me count how many people I know are in the Hype House. One, two, three, four, five five, six, seven, eight, nine. I, I, okay. So I know a few people like nine or 10, let's say, but I'm going to rattle off the names that were in this announcement because these are the, like, this seems like this is going to be the the whole cast. Nikita, problematic queen. I don't want to call her a queen. I I didn't know what else to say. Problematic YouTuber, TikToker, influencer, whatever you want to call her, Nikita Dragon. Patrick Houston, no idea who he is. Jack Wright, I love him. I think he's a ball of energy and bubbliness and fun. Um, Larray, I love Larray. I think he is hilarious and I like him a lot. Ryland Storms, is he the one? I think Ryland is the one that might be dating Madison Beer. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's him. Yeah, definitely. Um, I never know how to pronounce her name. Cover, Cover. She dates Alex Warren. Alex Warren is also in it, and he is the David Dobrik wannabe. And then we have Mia Hayward, who dates Thomas Petro, who is like the leader of the Hype House. He started it all. He's like the Bryce Hall. He's like the spokesperson for the Hype House. Then we've got Lil Huddy, who I will be mentioning later in this episode again. You know, I I don't know. I go back and forth on him. I think that I like him. Um, Vinny Hacker, who is still crazy to me that he is in the Hype House and not the Sway House because he fits in so much better in Sway and I just don't see him in the Hype House. Um, same thing goes for Taylor Holder, I guess, but he's not involved in this anymore. So 
I don't actually I don't even know if Taylor Holder was ever officially in the hype house then we've got Sienna Mae Gomez who I love body positivity confidence queen I love her she's not officially in the hype house she dates Jack Wright and I love them together they are a great couple then we've got Michael Sanzone do not know him never even heard of him did I say Connor Yates I don't know we have him too if I didn't say him and that is everyone and uh yeah very interesting I think I feel like I'm missing someone but honestly I listed way too many people to go back and check but yeah so the hype house is coming to Netflix we know the D'Amelios are coming to Hulu a lot of TikTok shows coming and you know what while we're on the subject I I have to get something off my chest I've been holding it in not really, I sort of mentioned it once that I was going to do this, but I have been watching the Sway Life show on Facebook and Instagram. I know, I know, that's embarrassing. I'm 23. These are like boys in the Sway house that I don't know and I can't help it. I can't help it. And I don't, I don't apologize. Um, the episodes are literally like five to 10 minutes long every Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Facebook and Instagram. And it's honestly just like watching a bunch of their TikToks in a row because they're so short and I feel like I know about most of what's going on already. Um, but it is a little inside look into their lives. I enjoy it. And sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. And that's all the TikTok drama for today, boys and girls. But we do have bachelor news so big news let's talk about another scumbag so many of them on this podcast today um reality steve just not a good person so let's talk about it bachelor alum becca martinez best known for you know being the young pixie cut queen on ari season she slammed reality steve on her podcast chatty broads she was talking about how he was so critical towards so many women on the show like forever especially jade roper because as we know she posed for playboy like way back in the day and he just had like really nasty comments to say about her he was just really nasty towards women for years honestly like and after his past blog post resurfaced when Becca kind of brought them to light, Steve took to Twitter to apologize. He said he's embarrassed by what he wrote and has since worked to change that line of thinking. He said, I do not think that way anymore and I hope my behavior in recent years has proven that. I'm sorry to anyone who has had to read those things. I am and will continue to do better and he said that they he was embarrassed that they weren't deleted sooner and that they were in the process of being deleted now to which Demi Burnett from Colton season responded to Steve's apology by accusing him of an unwanted and unprompted sexual advance she was posted a bunch of notes and said that he allegedly called her to recap a graphic sex dream that he had about her and asked her not to tell anyone and at first she thought that you know he was calling her about something about the bachelor and then she realized that this obviously wasn't the case she said i was always friendly to you and you took my friendliness as an excuse to trick me into listening to your sexual fantasies about me and she also dragged him as she should for outing him outing sorry Reality Steve outed her as bisexual before she even had a chance to tell her family, which is so fucked up, so wrong. But she did include a screenshot of their text, which we love to see the receipts. Okay, so all we can see is um, 
reality steve says to her and yeah i really hope i can trust you with that with what i told you i wanted to share it with you because it was so random and so funny and she said i got you no worries and he said thanks she says also most sleep that's why i haven't said anything haha and he says but it was fucking hot haha if it sucked i wouldn't have told you haha me too good night and she said good night haha like, you can tell how uncomfortable she is. I've always gotten icky vibes from Reality Steve. This is not surprising at all. I am feel bad for Demi. And honestly, people have said that they have such a weird relationship with Reality Steve because he, like, talks so much shit about them and lives to post their personal lives and tea and drama and this and that. But, like, they also want to be friends with him because they want to be on his good side so that he doesn't do that. And it's just like a weird dynamic and good for her for bringing this up. You could tell from these texts like Ugh, they are so creepy. I'm getting such icky vibes from them. And like you could tell that she's uncomfortable and I feel bad for her. And I'm sure this wasn't the first time that he's had a graphic sex room about someone and had to tell them. But yeah, honestly, like Blech. but anyway let's let's keep going with the with the bachelor news katie's promo came out for her new season and i have to say she looked really good but the whole thing was extremely low budget and weird and cringy so there was a weird outfit choice the first we got this like purple dress which would have been fine on like for a different occasion or for something different but for the bachelorette promo it was just like weird choice and then they put her in a shirt that said be a katie what what does that mean why are you like why is she wearing this and then she put it over the dress i'm pretty sure like it was just very weird major cringe vibes i just please go watch it for yourself honestly we've just come so so downhill from hannah brown's iconic uh promo with her in the cinderella dress slash pantsuit walking through the forest and this is just a disgrace compared to that that's that's it but they just finished filming her season which is crazy i i'm saying that i'm not gonna watch it but i know that i will and i'm ready for queen michelle i'm ready for queen michelle you know they both came from Matt's season so let's talk about him now matt and rachel were spotted together all week in newport beach and apparently he said that he's pursuing a relationship with her. I also saw somewhere, I want to say Dumois because, you know, the giver of tea, that this whole thing has been orchestrated and they never really broke up and he put on the performance of his life for After the Final Rose. I don't know what's true and what's not, but all I know is that they were spotted together all week in Newport Beach and that's what you need to know. And last but not least, talking about the same season again, Kit, Abigail, Chelsea, and Piper started this Instagram account that was, I assume, going to be a podcast about dating in New York City and, you know, friendship and blah, blah, blah. They posted, like, announcing it and stuff, and then, like, a few hours later, it was deleted, and I have no idea what it's called, so I can't go find it, but I thought that the whole thing was very weird, especially piper who literally moved to new york city like a week ago how is she going to be able to talk about dating in new york city and her experiences when she just moved there i guess maybe that's going to be her perspective and her take on the podcast is being new to the city but i find this was a little thirsty and a little strange and why did they delete it i have a lot of questions i don't think i want the answers because i don't care enough but um yeah that that's all 
Okay, that was all the news for this week. I know it was literally all over the place, but now let's get into the fun stuff. Music, movies, TV, and books this week. Very excited. Starting off strong with our song of the week. This week's song of the week is What's Your Country Song by Thomas Rhett. I love this song. I've been listening to it for like the past two weeks. It just got the official ad to my new playlist. I think it's so good. I love Thomas Rhett. I love his family, his wife. I just, oh, I love him. I think he puts out great music. And I love this song because there's so many references to classic, amazing, great country songs. Like, oh, just so, so good. And yeah, I just think that this is such a fun song. I actually love when songs reference a bunch of other songs like he did with this one, What's Your Country Song? I love Better Than Words by One Direction. They do the exact same thing. I'm sorry, I had to bring them up. I can't help it. But yeah, I thought that this is such a fun song. And he started this song as a joke when he was talking to his dad, Rhett Akins, who is a country singer and he was like playing about one of his songs and then it actually became one of the lines in the song and yeah I thought this was a little fun fact and I've just got to say do not be surprised now that the weather is nice and spring is here summer is around the corner it was almost 90 degrees today like I can just smell summer don't be surprised when I start including way more country songs because one they're going to be a lot more coming out and two that's the appropriate time to listen to country music. Yes, it is also all the time, but especially during the warm weather. Also, while we're on the subject of country music, I just got to throw it out there. If you're a Luke Combs fan, please go watch his new music video for Forever After All that literally just came out. It's him and his wife and their puppy, and it's all about their wedding, and it's just such a good video. I love him. I love his wife, and this is just everything and more to me. And uh, yeah, that's it. So song of the week, What's Your Country Song by Thomas Rhett. Thank you, King. Let's talk about new music. We've got the Save Your Tears remix by The Weeknd featuring Ariana Grande. And although it wasn't too different, like obviously we already heard the main song, but I thought that she was a great addition to the song and it was like so good. I loved hearing her on it and I thought it was just so good. We got Imagine by Ben Platt. I love this man. I literally just love him so much. I think that he is so, so talented. And he's come a long way from being the weird roommate magician from Pitch Perfect. And I think that he is just so awesome. And the politician really just like transformed him in my eyes, which is just such a good show. And I love him so much. I think that he is so talented. Anyway, Where I Want to Be by Eric Church. Good song. Fill Them Boots by Chris Lane. Not Yet. Brett Young. When I'm Older. Ash. Liddy by Young Stoner Life. Young Thug and DaBaby. America's Sweetheart by Lil Huddy. I told you I'd bring him back up. Here he is in New Music Friday. Who would have thought? He's had a song or two come out before, something about vampires. And this song I just wanted to talk about because it's a little sad. It's sappy. It's um, very deep, I would say. And if you like TikTok or you know of Lil Huddy and Charlie, I highly recommend that you go watch the music video because 
it's him and Charlie and it's like totally about her America's sweetheart and he is like not I don't know and she does her like lyrical dancing and it's it's just so good I don't know I not the song not the song <laughs> not the video either it's like nothing crazy but just you know if you're a fan I think that you should go watch because it was worth it to me and it's only three minutes of your life you know um, but speaking of new music, Billie Eilish announced um, her new album called Happier Than Ever is coming out July 30th. And her first single off this new album is coming out today on Thursday when this podcast comes out. So unfortunately, I have not heard it yet, but it's called Your Power. I'm so excited for this new blonde era of Billie and new music. You know, fingers crossed that it's good, maybe a little different. She's branching out, growing up. She was spotted with a man recently, so maybe she has a new boo. She got some inspiration. Who knows? Not me, obviously. But while we're talking about it, let's just mention that Selena Gomez did dye her hair platinum blonde, but she does have, like, serious roots, so, and I think that they were done on purpose. And um, go look and come back to me with your thoughts on that, because that's all I have to say. Let's talk about books. I finished Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson on Saturday, and it was so good. It was a pretty quick read, I would say. It was so cute. It was quirky and funny. Like, I don't know. It was honestly everything besides a love story and a mystery. <laughs> we didn't get any of those, but I thought that it was really good. I'll give you a little bit of the description in case you're curious but this was a book that like everyone was reading i remember sophie turner was reading it whatever so okay it says a moving and uproarious novel about a woman who finds meaning in her life when she begins caring for two children with a remarkable ability that ability is that they spontaneously combust into flames um lillian and madison were roommates at boarding school and then they haven't spoke until now. Lillian is living in her mom's attic and Madison is married to a senator and just, you know, totally different. And it's kind of about like how these people need each other. And I thought that it was really good, really funny and wholesome. Wholesome is a good word. Yeah. Those were the words I would describe it. I would say it was like a four and a half out of five stars for me. I loved it. And in the same day, I started Finding Cinderella, which is a novella it's not like a full-size novel by colleen hoover because i found out over the weekend that hopeless which i read and then i read losing hope and i was like meh not as good is actually a four-part series but the last two are novellas so they're like really small they're not full-size books and i just had to read the next one so i read finding cinderella which is told if anyone has read them from daniel's point of view it's like a totally different story finally didn't have to read the same story from you know, the different perspective. Um, it was very short. I literally finished it in the same day that I started it, which was the same day that I finished Nothing to See Here. So very quick read. Um, again, it was a novella and there's one more. So I have to read that. But I think first it said that I should read All Your Perfects because there's a tie in there. So I guess I'll be reading those both and then we'll finally finish up this series. I literally thought that it was a standalone book by Colleen Hoover and now here I am like four or five books later. But anyway, I thought that it was really good. I'd give it like a three out of five, but it was really short and easy. So it was just like a very short story. Let's talk about movies. I only watched one. I watched Promising Young Woman with my parents on Friday night. And I thought that it was a really, really good movie. Just really makes you think. There were actually like 
underratedly some really good people in the movie carrie mulligan is the main star and basically you don't know exactly what but there's something in her past that leads her to present day she pretends to be like super super blacked out drunk and she goes out every single weekend and every single weekend some stupid gross guys try to hook up with her and take advantage of her and every single time obviously that doesn't happen because she's dead sober and she's like snaps and it's just like so good i loved it i have to say that at the end there's like one bad guy that they keep talking about from the past and i thought that it was going to be max greenfield aka schmidt from new girl and i literally (laughs) was yelling i was like no it can't be him like he can't be the bad guy he wasn't he was almost as bad but like not the bad guy so i was just like so happy to see him connie Britton was in it um did i say carrie mulligan is the main star who else was in it just oh laverne cox um oh my god why can't i think of her name from legally blonde and a cinderella story oh my god oh my god people keep impersonating her on tiktok jennifer coolidge jennifer coolidge is in it um yeah anyway i thought that it was a really good movie the ending is crazy 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 i didn't know what to expect and i thought that it was a good ending like i thought that it was a good ending i don't know I'm gonna keep watching Oscars movies even though some of them have already won but I still want to watch them. Now let's talk about TV. Um, 911, another really good episode about let's see Chim and Buck's sister. I can't think right now. I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> I've been recording for too long and now I can't think. Couldn't think of Jennifer Coolidge now I can't think. Whatever. Jennifer Love Hewitt and uh chim they are adjusting to life with the baby chim's brother is back from the hospital he's okay now and they're like taking full care of both him and the baby um i thought that it was so good and then hen and her wife they have to give up their foster care daughter and then just their struggle with that um yeah another good episode i love this show Ugh, we had that heart-wrenching scene where they decided to play freaking landslide like as if that doesn't bring on the waterworks already like you're gonna put that song with a sad scene in the show like oh so good but so bad at the same time also last week's mass singer we had two eliminations we had bobby brown and tamara mowry both of which i knew I have to say, I am a pretty good guesser, but I do see people online saying stuff, which leads me to my own interpretations, and so I wouldn't say I came to those conclusions on my own, but I did know that those were the people that they were, so they were both unmasked. Um, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I will talk about some of my predictions, because why not? I have them written down in my notes app. Masked singer guesses. Black Swan, JoJo, 100%. I'd recognize her voice. Like, come on now. Chameleon is literally, without a doubt, I've never, never thought something harder, is Wiz Khalifa. Like, 100%. Um, Piglet is definitely Nick Lachey. Russian Dolls, I thought were Hanson, but then there was a fourth, I think. So, the fourth threw me off. I'm not sure. And I think that's it. But, yeah. I just love the Masked Singer. Let's see. What else? Oh, for real, the story of reality TV episode five was all about makeover tv shows like queer eye for the straight guy the original one um even though i love the new netflix one 
Biggest Loser, the HGTV makeover shows. We got Ty Pennington. And it was so weird because last week he was on a new show on TV. And I literally was screaming at the TV with my mom. I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen him in years. Like that just took me back to a place that I totally forgot about seeing him and hearing his voice like so distinguishable crazy um not my favorite episode but I thought that it was good I just love this series and I think that Andy is doing a really really good job with it Handmaid's Tale just came back on Hulu I have not watched anything yet I'm depending on when I finish this, might go watch an episode with my mom, but I'm very excited to start the new season. Cruel Summer, also a Hulu, actually no, it's a freeform show, but it's also on Hulu, and it's about this girl that goes missing for a year, and this other girl kind of like takes her life in a way, not takes it, like like replaces her in a way, and you have no idea what's going on, like it's very mysterious. The only thing that I have to say is that it jumps back and forth between 93, 94, and 95 a lot. And it's very hard to tell what's happening when, except for when you see the main character, be Jeanette, because she looks like three different people. It's kind of a crazy show so far. If you want to get into it, it's only three episodes out so far. And I think it's really good. But Cruel Summer, new freeform Hulu show, go watch. Last but not least, I have to talk about one of my favorite shows, The Circle. I love this show. Last year, I literally texted all my friends and I was like, you have to watch The Circle. Like, it's so, so good. And they all did. We all got hooked. We all were talking about it. And I want to apply. Like, it's such a good show. It is so good. At first, I'm not going to lie. It took me a second to get into this season because I was just missing my season one people like Joey and Sammy and Chris and Shubom, Shuby, oh, Broey Joey. Like they were just so iconic. It was a great first season of a show. But second season is kind of living up to the hype. We've got some good people, very interesting mix. But honestly, I'm just loving the people on this season so far savannah was bleh for me tara leisha was also like meh um i absolutely adore lee slash river i just love him so much i think he's so sweet um who else we have chloe from too hot to handle which reminds me i have something to say about too hot to handle i love chloe so much i'm like rooting for her hardcore i think that she is just unapologetically herself and funny and smart and just love her. Who else do we have? I love, love, love Delisa as Trevor. I think she's doing a great job catfishing and I just love her energy so much. I like Jack slash Emily. I don't know why, I just kind of do. Ed being, or no, no, no. <laughs> his name is Mitchell. Mitchell being Ed's brother was a wild twist um but yeah i don't know i am really liking these people so far go chloe and the kardashians with the c's i loved that i've only watched one episode of the most recent ones that have come out i am loving the twists i loved the inside circle is that what they called the inside circle inside chat where courtney was the joker i thought that that was crazy um i don't know i go back and forth on courtney sometimes i love him sometimes he's a little annoying like you knew savannah for one single day and you're trying so hard to like get revenge for what happened to her and i don't know just like focus on you and make your own connections i don't know my heart literally broke for 
Jack slash Emily when they did the makeup challenge. I felt so bad because he was honestly doing such a good job at being a girl until then. And that was just so sad. And I absolutely loved, loved the twist where I won't fully say, but the last two players that both got blocked in the elimination and they thought that they were going to meet someone and then they're not really out of the game. I am loving that twist. I think that is genius. Like I'm literally so happy about it. I have got to keep watching because I feel like they could actually do a really, really good job with it. Um, The final episode comes out next week and we figure out who won and I have no idea obviously I haven't even caught up I have three more episodes to go but I'm really pacing it out so that like I can perfectly time it for when the last one comes out so I watch like one every few days kind of but oh I just want to binge it all but I guess now that Handmaid's Tale is out I can I can focus on that for a little while even though the only the first three episodes are out but talking about Chloe honestly reminded me of a story that I wanted to talk about and it's not like something crazy don't worry but if you watch too hot to handle I have a little tea weirdness drama whatever to talk about so we all know Harry and Francesca won last season the first season whatever and they were together and then they like were engaged for a minute and she has been the messiest person in LA recently and he just seems to be thriving and I really like him but anyway I forget who posted it first. I think that I think that she might have posted a TikTok first about going back to your ex or something. And then he posted a duet with himself that was from one year ago. And it was them like being all cute and lovey on TikTok, like basically announcing their relationship. And he was like, oh, one year ago today. And then she commented on it and she was like, nice. And then he... I don't know. They're like going back and forth and they're being weird and flirty. And her ex-girlfriend that like they just broke up was kind of speaking out about it, saying that she wasn't who she thought she was. Like, obviously, Francesca just does not strike me as a good person. And I know that Harry is on BFFs that like just came out and I'm dying to watch and listen to it because Francesca was in the preview picture. So I don't know. There's some back and forth flirtatious drama going on there and I need to get to the bottom of it. Speaking of new shows, just some quick little TV news. Um, HBO revealed that House of the Dragon, a Game of Thrones prequel series, has officially begun production and is set to premiere in 2022. Exciting news for all my Game of Thrones watchers, uh, Joe, Sam, Cat. that's all I know off the top of my head, but I'm very excited about this. Um, hopefully it's good and lives up to the hype. Hopefully it's a little easier to understand sometimes because I definitely needed help when I was watching Game of Thrones but I'm very excited for this and also another show that I loved Hilary Duff is set to star in a How I Met Your Mother spinoff show called How I Met Your Father so she's gonna be like the new Ted Mosby and I just think that that's really crazy like there could be some really awesome people in this show that rise to stardom same for the House of Dragon I guess like How I Met Your Mother was a huge show like they're all such big names now I I don't even know I just feel like that could be really good I feel like Hilary Duff was a good choice not who I would have picked but I feel like she's a good choice I don't know that's all the tv news um sorry if this is kind of long I told you there was a bunch of stories and uh yeah that was everything for this week 
Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you could, please subscribe and please, please give the podcast a five-star rating. Maybe leave a little review on Apple Podcasts. And honestly, just tell all your friends to listen. That means so much to me. Um, Yeah, you can listen anywhere that you listen to podcasts and you can follow the podcast on at that's the T underscore podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting the most recent relevant news. Um, and at that's the T underscore pod on Twitter. That was all the tea for this week and I'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye.